Last week's episode of Game of Thrones. Incredible. I can't believe Hodor was the Night King all along. <laughs> Alright, that was the jam with Going Underground, which is the greatest song ever made. It's about removing yourself from society, and there's a clear theme of war and despair over the future of the world. So that's what we're going to be talking about, the end of the world. Some people are preparing for Doomsday getting ready to go underground. My name is Morgan and I'll be your host. I'm joined as always by Lachlan and Brad. How are we today, guys? Ready for the end times? Yep, uh, feeling appropriately nervous and apprehensive. I am prepared. <laughs> Excellent. You've been prepping? I'm prepped. All right, let's get All into right. it then. So prepping, uh, well, well, we'll define it. So prepping, as uh, it is known, is preparing to survive and thrive in a post-apocalyptic world. After a doomsday event, there'll be a collapse of civilization and people will be left to fend for themselves. You won't be able to go to the supermarket to get food. You'll have to grow your own food and hunt your own animals. And you won't have electricity from the grid. So you'll have to figure out how to live without electricity or generate your own. It's going to be fucking pandemonium. People that prepare for Doomsday are basically preparing for a world where they will have to find their own food, their own water, maintain and defend their shelter from nature and the other people, those who didn't prepare and who are now desperate. That sounds pretty accurate. Sounds like a perfect libertarian utopia to me. <laughs> we want the collapse of civilization. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. right. Sounds great. Start again. No government. Might be some growing pains in there. But... <laughs> well, Might be some look, living pains in there. But... you got to crack a few eggs, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to talk about the people who are preppers and uh, the their psychology and everything, but do you think I've, I've missed anything there about what prepping is and what it involves? Do we need to go I, into I a think, bit more detail? I think it's very uh, accurate, and I like that you put in there survive and thrive, because right. it's not just about staying alive, it's about you know recreating a new life for yourself, basically. Right, and what I can tell is that some some people are preparing to get food from nature, like mm-hmm. grow their own food and go hunting. And then other people are like, I'll just stock up like 45 years worth of canned yeah. food. <laughs> yeah, that was a big one. I noticed that as well. Like they're like, yeah, I can, we can do 22 people for 35 years. <laughs> it's like, what? Are you going to learn to hunt? Are you going to learn to plant some stuff and, you know, grow some food? It's like, no, nah, we'll just eat, you know, baked beans for <laughs> the next 50 years. <laughs> My Every life expectancy night. is going to drop to like thirty-five anyway. So <laughs> yeah, if you want, I've got I've got me covered. If you want to live, yeah, exactly. All right. So, what sort of people do prepping? Uh, well, I've I've read here that according to a study of a thousand and twenty-two Americans, four point five percent of them describe themselves as committed 
preppers, and a further 16.5% said they are prepared to a moderate extent. So I'd put myself in that category because I've got a shitload of canned food in the pantry and I always avoid eating it. Not intentionally, <laughs> but it would be useful. So uh, they found that preppers were generally just normal people. There are no defining features or anything, just their personalities. They hold views like being responsible and being self-sufficient. Most of them don't believe that a catastrophic event is likely, but they want to be prepared just in case. So it's almost like insurance for them. Sorry, does that surprise you guys to hear that they're apparently pretty normal? You are no. being incredibly even-handed in this, Morgs. I'm very impressed. Oh, we're, we're about because to get there's, in... There's a lot of stereotypes about preppers. <laughs> we're and... about to get into the TV show, which highlights some <laughs> fucking whack jobs. And we're not going to hold back on them, so, yeah. <laughs> that was that's, that's the main point I want to get across in this podcast, is that most preppers are not crazy. <laughs> Just responsible them, people who are looking out for their them, family. Yeah, and... are very rational people. <laughs> so are you a closet prepper? <laughs> He's closeted hard. Well, the thing about prepping is that you can't tell other people about your preps yeah, because then they'll know when the Holocaust come. hits, they'll know yeah. where to come. Right. So I know no, where I'm no, going. I am definitely not a prepper. Don't come to my house. <laughs> I'm going to kick down your doors. <laughs> oh, um, fuck. All right, so yeah, so there's a TV show called Doomsday Preppers, which um, which is, is fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an awesome show. Hilarious. I love that show. And those people definitely aren't normal. It, you can watch it on Netflix. It's not a Netflix original, but I think a couple of seasons are on Netflix, and I I really enjoy it. So, uh, what about those sort of people? What are the what are <laughs> what's common with those people? <laughs> They're fucking nuts. <laughs> In what sort of way? Like, They're Look, all of them are very... It's almost like they want the apocalypse to happen. Like, their whole life is based around around prepping. Like, even the very first episode of that show, the the first family they feature, they just built, like, a compound out of shipping containers. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody uses shipping containers. It's the go-to. They just just live in them. Like, that's where that. they live, because they're prepared. Yeah. I was watching that. I was genuinely impressed by their level of preparedness, though. Like, they yeah. had their, their bug-out strategy. They knew where they were going. They had a whole community of people, like 22 individuals they'd selected. Look, Brad, when prepping is your full-time job, because yeah, I don't I was... know if you remember, but those people are not employed. <laughs> yes, when prepping is your full-time job, you can think about all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, was, I was blown away. Like, the fact that when they were like, oh, we'll get to, we're, we're going to be driving, and they've got the two buses and then the other two cars in their convoy. Yeah, who's like, paying well, for that, by the way? I, I don't know. That's why part of me is like, what the fuck are these pricks getting all their money? But they're like, we'll park them in a square. Yeah, and it's like then we have a perimeter to sleep, and I was like, I would never have thought of that. Like, oh no, that's day one stuff, Brad. That's yeah, circling, well, I mean, circling fucking... the wagons. That's prepping yeah. one hundred and one. Well, I do. Sorry, I wasn't a part of the Oregon Trail. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah, I was like, that's cool. But yeah, there, there's um, it seems to be shipping containers in almost every single episode, and they're I think reinforced. <laughs> well, they're relatively cheap. They're reinforced, and a lot of people actually bury them. Underground, they want to... Yeah. That's a very bad idea unless you do a lot of reinforcing. Yeah. I just yeah. want to put that out there. Do not bury a shipping container unless you actually know what you're doing. Well, the, <laughs> as we uh, we talked about in the last episode, but the Branch Davidians buried a school bus under their thing. Is there, like, That's a better them. idea. 
Burying a school, school bus, bus is, a good is idea. not as strong as a fucking shipping. No, container. a school a school bus is much stronger than a shipping container. Shipping containers are only designed to take weight on the corners. Ah, uh, shipping the the like sides and top and bottom of shipping containers are actually very weak. I would oh. say that the school bus Whereas isn't designed to take weight on the top. Either. School buses are reinforced. They're designed to be able to tip over. <laughs> so to confirm, Lachlan. You're not a prepper, but you know everything about shipping containers and school buses. It's like, yeah, I've got a school bus buried in the backyard. No, there was an episode of Doomsday Preppers where this guy made his whole bunker out of buried school buses. Hey, yeah. Lachlan, if you had some like extra food lying around and you needed to can it, would you have some something that you could can it with? No. <laughs> I love Officially, how all of, like when I was watching that, all of the people would be like, yeah, like they do the, the evaluation, which is part of my, is my favorite part of it when they're like, oh, your preparedness level is high, but you've only got 600 gallons of water or something. You need more water. <laughs> and then they'd be like, we're not telling you everything. And I'm like, yeah, oh, they're, they're oh, keeping yeah. their cards close to their chest. Like, A few yeah. of them do that, but I think yeah. that is the best part of the episode when they, mm. the... At, so, for people who haven't seen it, at the end of the episode, the or at the end of that person's segment, segment, yeah, there's usually the, about four segments. The episode. experts give them their opinion on how well prepared they are for a doomsday scenario, and um, when they, sometimes the experts just shit on them and say like, you know, you're, you're <laughs> doing terrible, like you, there's no chance you're gonna survive, and the people get really take it really personally. They always like, get butt hurt. Yeah, yeah like, every single their, episode they get pissed off. Yeah, yeah prepping's their like big big thing and then uh someone's telling them that they're doing it bad so my favorite ones are not when they say like brad said oh well we've kept some secrets it's when they say ah, i don't agree with your assessment <laughs> 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 they don't have they don't have an argument they just disagree yeah. and then they do the cut back to him like a, like a month or two later and they're like we haven't decided to change anything about our preparedness plan <laughs> I was like, fuck you guys we know what we're doing <laughs> this is my job yeah uh, did you see that that episode where the guy fucking shot his thumb off? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> that dude was a dickhead as well. Oh, he was. He, <laughs> he put his thumb over the barrel. <laughs> he wasn't too fucking prepared for that. What a fucking idiot! <laughs> okay, Lachlan, you said something at the start, which I want to you know prod a little bit. I say a that, lot of things. That uh, I stand by it. These people almost want the apocalypse to come. So, do you oh, agree yeah. with that, Brad? That I, I think that they. I, I don't think they initially, when they started, they were like, "Oh, it's it's coming." But then, as <laughs> as as they've like built their life around it, um, they it's like if it doesn't happen, it's going to be a letdown. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Like they've, they've so, poured so much energy into this, and they've been like so yeah, they're so expectant. It. Yeah, it's like if, if it doesn't happen, like they've wasted a, a large part of their life. So uh, my my contention is that they they don't want it to happen for the fact that they're so prepared for it. They want it to happen so they can be like, yeah, yeah. I saw it coming. Yeah. I knew it was yeah, like, They get to be right. They get to be. They the, just want to be able to say, I told you so. Yeah, they get to be the 1% of survivors who walk around with, you know, big dick swing and like, yeah, I knew this was coming. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm <laughs> so prepared. I guarantee you that 90% of those people who are prepping die immediately and then other people <laughs> feast off their hard work. Yeah, other people like, salvage like the their squirrels supplies. who's hoarding nuts for the winter and then the other squirrel just comes on and jacks all his hard fucking work. 
It's a it's actually a pretty um interesting strategy that they've done. It's almost like a Pascal's wager sort of thing. It's like there's a very remote chance that this doomsday thing is gonna happen in their lifetime. But they're like, fuck, if it does, I'm just going to be a god. People are going to come to me and I'm going to be like, yeah, I choose to help you. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll help you. I'll sort you out. Yeah. And they'll just get to have all that power and all that glory of being the, the one who was prepared. The first part of the assessment every single time should be a failure because they've told people about all their preps. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. The whole world now knows exactly yeah. what the inside of their houses look like and where everything's stored. Oh, that's it. That's another good point. Why do the people go on the show? Do you think they're just like, well, I need more money to prep, so this they're is posers. a good way to get money? They are posers. Do you think they're like, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure some of them love showing it off and like, mm. you know, trying to impress people, but other people are probably like, well, you know, I need a couple more shipping containers and these ain't cheap, so <laughs> if I appear on this show, then... <laughs> do they get paid for being on the show? They, oh, they must. Why, why else would they There's no, There's no other incentive, unless you just want to show off. Yeah, which is why I think they get the crazy ones who want to there's show off. There's one dude on it, I remember. He didn't. He wasn't prepared or anything. He's just like, oh yeah, I'll just walk around Los Angeles and like yeah. eat the weeds and stuff I find. Yeah. I don't know why they even featured him. He just wanted to be on TV, I think. He yeah. saw a casting call. He's like, oh, yeah, I'd yeah. probably survive. He's, he's just a homeless guy in LA. <laughs> he's currently surviving. It's uh, he was like, it's post he was like a, a liberal arts professor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Some real fruity, fruity uh, study. Yeah, and he was like, just walking around like, oh, you can eat this. And it's yeah. like a fucking weed. He's like, most people call it weeds, but you can eat it. Like, yeah, he, he just can. had a walking stick and a satchel. That was his preps. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even have any water. Yeah. Oh, did you see the lady who was like, oh, we don't believe in guns. Where And she was like a liberal doomsday preference. Yeah. Like, oh. I feel isolated by the right-wing conservative preppers. Mm. And then they're like, you should get more guns. And she's like, we just don't believe it. It doesn't fall in line with us, basically. And then, and then her son or something was like, they're like, oh, what happens if, you know, someone shows up during a period of lawlessness and tries to take your stuff? And he's like, well, I'll charm them with a feast or something. And then just like slip their throats in their sleep. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, Jesus. <laughs> that went zero to a hundred, like really fucking quick. Uh, no, but I think that that woman was saying that if people come, then she'll just let them ransack and then, you know, she's not going to put up a fight and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> you're not going to survive. Why, no, why about the prepping that- lady? This is post-civilization. Civilization yeah, yeah. collapsed. She kept saying that she'd have a community to support her because no. she was like, oh, we're really close friends. We're, we're in New England. We're uh, friends with our neighbors. And I'm like, they're the ones who are going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, they're not just going to come and take your stuff. They're going to come and kill you and rape you and then eat your body. <laughs> Not necessarily Hopefully in, in that, that order, order either. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> a... <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, the last episode I watched was the last episode of season one because I'd seen all the others and I thought I should watch an episode before we make this show. And mm. um, the guy in it was fucking crazy, but he had a genius idea, which was to make his own bullets. Make or recase? Make from scratch. Make okay. bullets from scratch. Because once the apocalypse happens, yeah, you got 45 guns, you got 100 guns, whatever, but you're going to run out of bullets eventually. You can't just mow down every person unless you have an infinite supply of bullets. So <laughs> that was the only guy I saw in the whole season that was making his own bullets. So I'd you know, commend that guy. He was a fucking okay, nutshell. You think he's going to come out on top? 
Um, not really, because he he was crazy, but at least he had the right idea. <laughs> like there was a scene where he was eating dog food on camera. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And saying, like, you know, I've got this from my dog, but, you know, it's, if it comes to it, I'll eat it as well. It's not that bad. And he started eating it, and not just, like, one bite to go, like, oh, you know, if I had to, I'd do it. He was just eating it like a snack as he was doing the interview. He ate, like, five <laughs> chunks of meat. <laughs> and he started reading the ingredients. He started reading the ingredients, and one of the ingredients was horse. <laughs> and he, after, after he said that, he took another bite. He was... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it's a total nut. He made pipe bombs, and he blew the pipe. He blew a pipe bomb up on his property, like beside a tree. And I was like, "Can they show this on television? This is <laughs> fucking mental." <laughs> that, did you did you see the lady who was like talking about um, surviving like in an urban doomsday scenario? And she's like, "Oh, me and my boy have my boyfriend have decided that you know if if his doomsday prep goes down." The first thing we're going to do with the cats is shoot them in the head. Yeah, and she's yeah. holding her cat. Yeah, and then she points her fingers at the back of his head. And she's like, "One oh, just no. there," and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> and she's like, "We can always take in more." <laughs> well, that's the kind of attitude you need to have. You're going to eat your pet. She's no, holding no the cat, and she puts her fingers at the back of his head. And she's like, "Just one there." Oh, you definitely need to eat the cat. Yeah, it's there one is less no, mouth to feed, and it's a, a, it's a few minutes. A cat is absolutely no oh. help in a doomsday scenario. Oh, a dog can, catch birds, can help. Maybe. A dog yeah, can, like, ward off bandits and stuff. And yeah, she maybe can say cats are less, less but useful. cats are useless. Cats yeah. are just meat. But they also make life funnier. <laughs> because they're cute and they do funny <laughs> stuff, so... But the same, no, cats. the same woman was like, I'll head to Mexico in the event of a doomsday scenario. And I'm like, oh, God, Mexico no. is a living doomsday scenario. <laughs> it's going to be worse. <laughs> Why would she go to Mexico? And then at the end in her revised thing, she's like, I, we've decided not to go to Mexico. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> if America's collapsed, imagine what's happened to Mexico. <laughs> Actually, it'd probably just be the same as normal. So, yeah, it's already yeah. out on it. She's been on holiday there. She knows what it's like, so it can't, it's not going to get worse. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, another another thing that's common between these preppers is that, you know, a heavy arsenal of guns and ammunition mm-hmm. and everything. Um, do you guys get a little bit jealous when you're watching this and you see these guys with like 100 guns and you're like, I can't even have one. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't that yeah. suck? Yeah. Yep. I saw I, this. I, all these probably, people with all this self defense and I can't even defend myself. I probably wouldn't well have as many guns as they have, but you know, yeah. I would have at least like 20. Couple of <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going overboard 20, or anything. 20 per person in the family. <laughs> well, you've got to be able to dual wield, so it's basically only 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the episode with the crazy guy who was making his own bullets. The next segment for that was a guy and his wife, and they were, like, next level with their guns. And not just, you know, shotguns and ARs and stuff. They also had, like, pistols, handguns everywhere throughout the house. Like, they're fucking everywhere. In every drawer, beside every piece of furniture, like, underneath the furniture, in the kitchen, in the bathroom. Like, wherever you were in the house, you'd be within arm's reach of a gun all the time. I'm like, that would be awesome. Like, no matter where you are, you're just (laughs) like, sweet. Grab a gun. And um, they had a sign on their front door that said, if you come through this door, you will be killed. <laughs> and then it had the Not same thing. you will be shot, you will be killed. <laughs> it, said the, it had the same thing written underneath it in Spanish, which I thought was quite <laughs> nice of them. So. 
<laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, is that is that racist or is that inclusive? It's very like, inclusive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny if they had it in English and then some like one obscure language that nobody speaks. Oh shit! What if you're like going over there and like he invites you over? Say you work with him or something. I don't know if he has a job. You get to the front door. You're there for a lovely dinner party or something. You look at the front door and you do you do you walk into that house or are you like? Nah, oh yeah, shit. you're protected, bro. That's gonna right, happen. It's just, you will be killed. It's it's a fucking promise. You go yeah. in and you say, "I want to be on your team." <laughs> what can I offer you? You would. No, <laughs> you just go with your own gun. Mexican standoff. It's in Spanish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, um. Man. So I from the I've I've watched the first the entire first season of Doomsday Preppers and mm. some common themes I've seen in the first season. I want you guys to comment on this and add to them if you want. So the good the good themes that I've seen. Yeah, you know, the the bad list is a lot longer, but the good themes I've seen <laughs> is that you know these people are believe in self defense. They're being prepared and taking responsibility, and yep. they're being self sufficient. So you know you got to respect them in that sense that they yeah, aren't absolutely. they aren't expecting someone else to help them out. They're yep. ready to rely on themselves and everything. So mm-hmm. anything else is good for the season. Yeah, I noticed um, like a strong community or family bond. Like there was a, a lot of them were saying, "I can't do this myself. Like I need other people." So in the event of a you know doomsday scenario, it's not about. Um, just taking over it's like let's let's try and get people you know like a lot of them were trying to teach other people the same skills they had like there was that that one lady who was teaching like self-defense classes to other women because she's like you don't want to be a victim after the doomsday yeah that was nice. scenario goes down yeah yeah so i saw yeah. a long like a strong like they're, they're trying to foster a community of people like like-minded people um and give them the same sort of self-sufficient skills i thought that was a, a good theme that i saw across a fair few people there were yeah. some, you know, rogue operators, but most people seemed to have a a group that they were going to. Yeah, and they wanted to, you know. Yeah, wanted to protect. And they, a lot of them also said, if other people come to us, we'll try and help them out. But they're also prepared for those who... You know, they're not going to. If somebody comes to their shelter, they're just going to go, ha, 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 ha. Well, <laughs> I don't know, some up. of them seem like nice people. <laughs> you got to kill them. Some of them seem crazy, but nice. The point of preparing for Doomsday is for that scenario where someone yeah. walks up to your door and you just go... No, fuck yeah. You, gotta kill them. you, you can't just turn them away. You have to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if you don't kill them, they They'll know where back. you are now. They're going to come back while you're yeah, asleep. Yeah, so you either assimilate more. or kill them. You kill them. You can't trust them. It's a dark, dark world out there, Brad. That's so right. the, the bad things I saw in the season was the, some uh, parents neglecting their kids emotionally. <laughs> Uh, stressing these kids out unnecessarily, yeah. presumably. Yeah. yeah, a lot of those kids were traumatized because they thought all this shit was definitely going to yeah. happen. Yeah, because apparently that's all the dad focuses on. So it's like, <laughs> well, obviously Doomsday is just around the corner. Um, so also spending all their free time and their disposable income on this uh-huh. prepare, like prepping. Maybe you call it a hobby or something like that. But that's that's how they spend all their time and all their extra money. So they're not living a normal life. Or a happy life because they're obsessed and paranoid. They're not going yeah. on holidays. They're not, you know, going out and having fun times. They're going out and doing drills to be prepared for, well, you know, the apocalypse. Like, put on this gas mask. Like, shoot this bad guy. That's the sort of stuff they go out and do. actually going out and doing gun drills where you're shooting back. That's fun, but like wearing <laughs> gas masks and you know 
doing a bug out where you're on a bus for two hours and then you go and sleep underground somewhere. That doesn't sound like fun. Like That's the new normal, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's like going out on a Saturday on, uh, in, in the post-doomsday um, world. I don't, I don't. They're yeah. just being prepared for that. I don't... Like, yeah, but it's like, you know, let the kids have... Who wants to go down to the local discotheque and party when you can uh, learn how to pop guys from 100 yards away? <laughs> that, yeah, like I said, that part sounds fun. But, like, the whole let's sleep outside under the stars in the middle of the desert because that's the safest place or whatever. You know, like... Yeah, and then there were a few times where some kids said some really sad things that kind of depressed me. Like, there was there was one where a girl said, like... You know, oh, I don't want to sleep outside, but I know I have to get used to it before doomsday comes or something like that. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, they have to put on gas masks and they're like, oh, it's really uncomfortable. I don't like doing it, but I have to get good at it. <laughs> it's like, you don't, you shouldn't actually. <laughs> yeah, mate, you're going to be one of the first people to die, and that little girl's going to be laughing her ass off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but the other sad thing is that the, the series first aired in 2011. Which is eight years ago. So whenever you see like a teenager yeah. on there, they've left home by now, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, my dad was crazy." Turns out they're out <laughs> prepping for themselves. <laughs> yeah, they're two of their own preference. Stockpiling their own food and weapons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's probably enough about the the TV show. The Second Amendment guarantees your right to bear arms. At shallnotbeinfringed.org, we understand that the First Amendment don't mean shit without the Second backing it up. We're doing our part to uphold the Constitution by selling pistols, rifles, and shotguns at affordable prices. Need to take out an imminent threat at range? Buy our patented self-defense sniper rifle. Sick of people treading on you? Let them tread on landmines instead. Brad is a bad person, listeners, can use code BIABP to get 10% off all arms and 30% off defensive grenades. Go to DontTreadOnMe.net and start preemptively defending your property today. Lachlan, do you want to crack open a cold one with the boys? Oh shit, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Alright, sorry, I forgot to ask earlier. Uh, <laughs> you okay. thirsty. Yeah, thirsty. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. Okay, so uh, tonight I've got a uh, Matilda Bay Frothy, uh, yeah. which is 4.2% alcohol, 1.2 standard drinks. Uh, it's oh, from nice. Melbourne. Oh, cool. Alright, do you want to crack it open so, and tell us what you think? I'll give it a go. Oh, yeah, it's a can. It's crisp. I love that sound of a can opening. Eh. <laughs> nah. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, hopefully oh. you uh, you like the next one. Um, all right, so <laughs> we're talking about uh, Doomsday scenarios, and there's obviously been a lot of predictions about Doomsdays that are coming. So we're going to talk about some famous Doomsday predictions, some that are yet to pass, and some that didn't come true. So do you guys have any favorite Doomsday prediction that you want to start with? Boy, do I. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> okay, so this this has only recently, as in today, become my favorite. Oh, okay. Uh, because 
I only found out about it today in researching for this episode. Mm-hmm. So my favourite potential doomsday scenario, it's called the Grey Goo. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. And basically what happens is uh, a bunch of self-replicating uh, like nanotechnology robots get released yeah. on like an oil spill to clean up the oil. But a bug in their programming means they don't just go for the oil, they go for every single carbon-based anything that they can find. They just, they're just they just programmed to consume and replicate themselves with all carbon. So they just basically eat the entire world. Is this okay. a novel? <clears throat> like a swarm uh, of locusts? A swarm of locusts, yeah. kind of. It's not a novel. Uh, it was put forth by mathematician John von Neumann. Uh, and the term grey goo was coined by nanotechnology pioneer Eric Drexler. Okay, well, if we know it's a possibility, then we won't do it. So, that's good. Brad, do you have one? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just... Hang on. Sorry, I just got some uh, quick maths. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, in this situation, if you started off with just one of these self-replicating nanotech robots. Mm-hmm. Just one. Just a single one. But it's yeah. going to self-replicate, right? It's going to self-replicate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's where he's uh, going with this, yeah. In less than two days, this swarm of self-replicating robots would outweigh the Earth. <laughs> how heavy are they? That's how, how, that's how fast they would consume and replicate. So wait, you're telling me that we have these robots already? Uh, I don't know. Well, because I want to know how he's getting the replication rates. So like, how, how can you know how quick this is going to happen if they don't exist? I'm not a scientist. So if <laughs> he's just saying a quick they mathematician. Do, do exist... Oh, man. Oh, oh wow. You I'm should be scared. Away. It's going to happen. <laughs> Twice the weight of the it's Earth. It's going to happen. So you're saying they consume this oil okay. or whatever, Hang and on. they use Sorry. that to replicate? Yeah, they use the carbon to build another copy yeah, of themselves. Okay. I'm just reading it now. Okay, so if it if it takes the robot a thousand seconds to replicate itself, that's okay. that's where that quick maths comes. A thousand from. seconds. Yeah, hmm. that's a pretty quick. Which they're only like they're like fucking minutes. like mon- molecule-sized little things. So yeah, because they grow exponentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad, it's two to the power of. It checks out. That's how you do it. No, no, no! I'm trying to feed. No, I, like, do you know I was how many? Looking for the parameter of how often they would replicate. Thousand seconds. Like, yeah, Brad, there's, that's what I was looking for. There's two to the powers of zero of you, and then you have two to the power of one parents, and then two to the power of two grandparents, and two to the power of three great grandparents, and so on. So, if you go back ten generations, you got a thousand twenty-four relatives. So it gets up pretty quick. Go back twenty generations, you got over a million relatives. No, no, yeah, I understand how, how that works. What I was looking two for, because you how we arrived at two days, because I wanted to know the time. Anyway, that it took to replicate there's them. absolutely no way that you could be prepared for that doomsday scenario. Because what are you going to do? You can't shoot a swarm of nanobots. Uh, like they're just going to they're just going to eat the fucking bullet and turn it into another nanobot. What if Not you make I'd some? Take out some of them. What if you make some self-replicating terminators? <laughs> 
This is like the the Simpsons episode with Lacking Day. It's like you know we get the bears in to get rid of the snakes, <laughs> <laughs> and the gorillas. Or are like Australia did with the cane toads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That worked out pretty well. Right. Um, Brad, do you have a famous a favorite doomsday prediction? Well, I mean, mine's already come and passed. So, I mean, what is it? Uh, it was uh, 2012. I was a big fan of that one because it was set to go down on my birthday. So. Oh, on the actual day. <laughs> on the actual day of my birthday, yeah, I was uh, I was planning the Antichrist, an end of the world party, but then I just got lazy and never did. But it would have been hilarious, especially <laughs> if the world ended. <laughs> well, it would have been a great party for sure. Yeah, it would have been a fucking right. Yeah. Okay. But, well, uh, that was that was based on the Mayan calendar. Uh, Mayan right? calendar the... ending on the twenty first of December, twenty twelve. And they were yeah. saying, oh, they were so great at predicting things, but they didn't predict the Spanish. So. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't 100% sold on it But I did like the idea That oh, they, this civilization st- All of a sudden their calendar just stopped r- Ran out on the 21st of December 2012 That must be when the world's going to end Yeah, like, you think they'd ri- they would have written the calendar And they said yeah. They stopped on, you know Whatever date it was in their system And they were like yeah. We're not continuing because this day is the end of the world Not just, you know, cut off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like a... Yeah. I think we've done, like, the next 2,000 years or something, you know, we just leave it. Yeah, in like reality, you... the guy who was writing it down just, like, got sick of chiseling into stone. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, that'll do. I'll that'll come do. back to it later. That's for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone else can take over later. But, uh, no, it was great, and it also inspired a great movie starring John Cusack, obviously. Apocalypto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, Apocalypto is a great movie. Um, Pop Time Machine. No, I haven't seen twenty twelve and I didn't yeah. do it for Morgan's movie review, but I was considering it. Is it actually a good movie? No, it's terrible. <laughs> it is a ridiculous movie. <laughs> it is oh. god awful. It's like, worth if you watching, see though. if you want to see planes like taking off as runways crumble away behind them and definitely shit like that. definitely watch it. It's yeah. a good it's a fun watch. Yeah, I'll watch it for sure. Um alright guys, my favorite uh Doomsday prediction was from our good friends at uh Heaven's Gate who predicted that the earth would be recycled. <laughs> That's a fair, fair enough one. Right, so last week we talked about a uh, cult called Heaven's Gate, and uh, there were 41 members, and 39 of them committed suicide on one day because they believed the earth was about to be recycled, and they could, uh, by committing suicide, they could uh, leave earth and join the next level, which was like the next evolutionary level, on a spaceship behind a comet. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the premise was that the earth was going to be recycled and I was like well the earth hasn't been recycled and you know we're in touch with the people at Heaven's Gate we're pretty good friends with them we talk to them sometimes (laughs) so I thought (laughs) I thought to them like I'll just send them an email I'll see what they say you know so did you do it again? (laughs) yeah I sent them them another email so I said I wrote to them um, thanks so much for the comments last week we're about to record an episode about doomsday slash collapse of civilization events and the people who are preparing for this type of scenario we'd love to hear your thoughts so question one has the recycling of earth started is it a process that is currently underway or do you believe that it's about to begin soon so the guy wrote as a response the recycling still had a window of 30 years to go oh right so in 1997 when the mass suicide occurred and the, the comet was going 30, by. 30 year countdown and stuff. Right. And I believe this could be exclusive information to Brad as a bad person because after, after I got this reply, I looked online everywhere to see when this recycling was supposed to occur and it all, yeah. every every article, everything about them just says 
they believed that the recycling of Earth was imminent or that it was about to happen soon. Like, none of them gave a time frame, like, within the next 30 years. So now oh. I think we actually have the answer that the guy oh, was... Do we have breaking information here? This <laughs> breaking like... news. This is breaking, breaking news. Yeah, you know, we're recording what? this... I bet that they appreciate that you're the first person to actually, you know, ask about that sort of thing. Potentially. No, no, no one's considered it before. Everyone else is just like, ah, oh, these fucking idiots, Earth didn't get recycled. But you actually thought about them as people. Yeah. And you asked. Yeah. So, I've, I've, you know, I've, I feel amazing. my... I feel that I'm a pretty uh, adept Google searcher. You know, yeah. I know how Boolean operators work and everything like that. So, I've, I've searched pretty, pretty hard. You know, 30, 30 years... <laughs> 2026, 2027, you know, the years that, you know, and none, I haven't seen anything that said 30 years. Yeah. So this could be breaking news that's not going to be Googling released. As we speak, and I can't find it. Okay. All right, cool. I have another, I have a question then. Yeah. How quickly did he get back to you this time? <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. It took him four hours this time. Oh, mate. Oh. To be fair, he had some uh, hot info for you, though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. We'll give him a pass this time, but he, he needs probably to, had to stew on it the and game. think. Oh, should I should I release <laughs> should this I information release this, to the yeah. world? <laughs> okay, so my second, so that first question, just to recap, has the recycling of Earth started? Because they believe that the Earth was about to be recycled. Is it a process that is currently underway, or do you believe that it's about to begin soon? And he didn't really answer the full question. He just said the recycling still had a window of 30 years to go. So that okay. sounds like the recycling is supposed to happen within the next eight years, or at least supposed to start. So he didn't reply and say, yeah, it's currently underway. It's in the middle of it right now. So it sounds like it's probably going to start soon. So question number two, yeah. I said, do you think a single event like a war, a natural disaster or a supernatural event will trigger the recycling? Or do you believe it'll be more of a slow, gradual process? And he wrote back, probably a natural event. So that's a bit more information. That sounds like uh -huh. he's uh -huh. he's not expecting anything supernatural to get involved. And also that, you know, it hasn't started yet because it, he's saying it'll be a single event, probably be a natural event. So presumably it hasn't started yet. And then question three, do you believe the next level, capital N, capital L, uh -huh. do you believe the next level has any interest in bringing about the end times on Earth? Or are Earth and humanity insignificant and not worth worrying about? He responded... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he responded, the next level knows that it is the natural cycle of life and shows concern like a farmer does with a field of corn. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> that is incredibly <laughs> philosophical. Yeah. So, do they have do they have any interest in bringing about the end times? Apparently not, but they know about it because, you know, it's a natural cycle of life and then show concern like a farmer does with a field of corn. And then my fourth question, which didn't get answered, was do you have any thoughts that you would like to share about the recycling of Earth or any potential apocalyptic event? Didn't even reply to that. Not even a no. Just left it blank. But that's fine. So, you know, that's good well, to know. We're into galactic space corn. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean that really that really puts it in perspective. I'm feeling very small right now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're, Heaven's we're just, Gate has got me to the core here. But we're just even on Heaven's Gate's website, they don't have anything about this 30 year window. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I really appreciate them taking the time to respond each time. I'm blown away. Yeah, it's uh, you know even if we are space corn, I do appreciate it. It it is, <laughs> yeah. We don't. I'm mean... taking this very literally, obviously. Yeah. Um. No, but it it is pretty amazing that he 
responded with that 30 years. I assume that came... Yeah. Like, he he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I Are we just assuming that it's a he, or do you know for oh, sure? Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, Could be a she. I'm pretty sure it's a guy. Did it... They didn't sign I'm up with sure. a name, or...? Well, I've been trying to figure out who runs it and, you know, who are the surviving members and stuff. Mark and Sarah King are the surviving members. Yeah, they were, they were married, a married couple. Mm. I think it's the guy that runs it. I'm, yeah, I, I can't be sure. Maybe I'll ask him next time we chat, but... Um, okay. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Okay, so... Well, Mark or Sarah, because we want to... Whomever it was, uh, thank you. we appreciate taking the stuff. Yeah, and thanks for that um, information about the 30 years. That's interesting, because, you know, if, if people believe this, then that's, you know, within eight years from now, and um, I wonder what they're... they're they're going to do if nothing happens within the next eight years. Like if that if that'll shake their faith or if they'll you know, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Yeah. So uh, anyway, other famous doomsday predictions. So that one involved a comet, but you know a lot of them involve cosmic stuff. You know the planets aligning or you know comets yep. or asteroids and stuff like that. People thinking when there's something going on in the heavens in the in space that you know it has some giant significance significance on yeah. earth and i think that's a that's an ancient idea as well it's like you know where are you going to get this information about the uh you know the end of the world well look up and see what they're what's going on see what's Sorry. About there. look up and see what's going on up there so uh yeah i um i personally this is another one we've lived through so it was super interesting y2k we were pretty young but yeah. do you remember it? Because I remember it. it was I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember it. It was interesting. Yeah. See, like, because we were, you know, relatively young at the time. And I I remember that, you know, everyone was making a big deal. Like, everything's going to go to shit. Plans are going to fall out of the sky. <laughs> Toasters are just going to come to life and attack you. You know, <laughs> shit like that. And, I mean, my mum wasn't sold on it. She's a, she's a smart lady, Kath. Um, but I did have a friend's Hi, Kathy. Um, she who was like really sold on the idea that oh. Y2K was happening. And so my friend was like, oh, where they're going to like a thing. And it was like at a, a field in the middle of nowhere and they were going to party for New Year's Eve. And then if the world went to shit, they were all going to be there. And it was full of just like hippies and burnouts and shit. And I'm like, oh, it was cool. an orgy. Camping. <laughs> well, probably I was. Young, it was definitely so. an orgy. Definitely an orgy. But, like, my mate's like, yeah, I'm going to that. And I'm like, Mom, can I go with him? Because we used to do everything together. <laughs> and Mom's like, ah. And I just thought it was, like, camping, like, hanging out and shit. And she's like, yeah, I guess. Because she's like, well, it's not going to end. She's, she's been through this whole malarkey before. And I remember, like, it was just full of burnt-out hippies everywhere. Your mum wasn't worried like, that if the world didn't end, those people were going to make the world end? <laughs> yeah. No, they were, they were she, gearing I up guess, for it. I guess she trusted my... Well, I mean, like I said, he was like one of my good friends at the time. We did a lot of stuff together. We were neighbors. She was we both like 10. Close. Yeah, but she knew the mum and she was just like, eh. She trusted him. Like, she trusted me with him. With her, sorry. So, but yeah, I just remember we went to this like weird festival thing out in the middle of freaking nowhere. And it was just there full of like burnout and, and hippies and it was just fucking weird. And I got like a unicorn necklace and everyone was wearing tie-dye. And it was like, and people were like, the world's going to end and shit. And I was just like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, a plane's plane's going to fall out. (laughs) What? What's your favorite movie about Y2K? Uh, Uh, Office Space. Is there any? Yeah, mine's Office Space. Is that really about Y2K? 
Yeah. Uh, you know, that's kind of the to main... To pay attention to the details, Brad. His whole job is going through and making sure software is Y2K compliant. Yeah, that's presumably why he hates his job so much, because he's so boring. But I think Y2K... changes all the years from two digits to four digits. I think they should have just changed it to three digits, personally. Anyway, um, no, did you guys what? do anything weird for Y2K, or was it just like another day that passed? Uh, no, uh, I remember we went to a big um, New Year's Eve party at our family friend's place, but I'd never uh, been to so a New Year's Eve party. As well. <laughs> I'd never been to a New Year's Eve party before, um, and I hadn't been to one since with my family. So it was kind of weird that we went as a family. That's the only time I remember going to a New Year's Eve party. Oh, so maybe what did your mum know? Maybe my really? parents were assuming that it was. Better safer. to be safe than sorry. Yeah, we just well, did the same thing we did every year. We were caravanning um, with my family, and I remember people walking through the streets after midnight chanting "Bugger the bug, bugger, bugger the, the bug, bugger <laughs> the bug," because it was the Y two K bug that was going to yeah. kill everyone, and it hadn't killed everyone. Yeah, but, but uh, the... I remember waiting for midnight, like thinking something was going to happen, like all the lights were going to go out or something. Yeah. yeah, the idea was that like nuclear weapons are going to get launched and stuff like that because they're going to everything reset and gonna go to not shit, know what's yeah. going to happen. But like, why would the default be if something goes wrong, just <laughs> launch? Like, <laughs> it's just crazy. That is a fantastic weapon just... system. It's like I can't tell what day it is. Fuck it, launch. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess the the planes falling out of the sky and stuff would have been. Like, I wouldn't have, I, you know, I, I was 10 or 11 at the time, so, you know, wouldn't have, <laughs> yeah, 10 at the time. So, I wouldn't have, um, wouldn't have thought about it much. But if it was happening now, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't think the planes are going to fall out of the sky, but I also probably wouldn't have been flying during the crossover. <laughs> <at> been, <laughs> you know, there if are you... thousands of planes, well, maybe not thousands, but there are dozens, probably hundreds of planes in the air at any given time around the world. Yeah. yeah. Like, there would have been plans going on at that time, and, you know, that would have been a bit creepy, right? Well, well like, if you're really worried about it, wouldn't you just roll the clock back on, like, the plane's in-flight <laughs> computer? Like, oh, shit, quick, change it to the other time zone. If you know anything mm. about how software actually works, you would know that, like, it's just, that's not how time works inside yeah, software. No, yeah. it, it, it just It's just an amount of seconds... Counting up from Epoch, which is the first of the first 1970, for some reason. Mm. Um, it's not... It, like, it, Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah. I feel like that was Bullsh. something that like, someone said, oh, this could be a problem, and then it just got way yeah, out just, of hand. Yeah, just snowballed. And all of a sudden, they're like, Y2K bug, the world's going to end. And they're like, no, dude, we just might have to address this in some dated software. Look, it was it was interesting. It was it was fun. Everyone got yeah. around it. It was good times. So I think yeah, it that was one of the together. ones that really gathered some steam. That was pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. So, um, I, th- yeah, I wonder if that because we were we were of age when 2012 was going on. But I wonder out of yeah. the two of them, which one was probably bigger? I'd Y2K. say Y2K. I think Y2K, Y2K would have been more well known. But in terms of people taking it seriously, I wonder which one was. Yeah, probably I think Y2K. Y2K. Yeah, Y2K. Yeah, must have been. Anyway, um, so another one that I liked was the Prophet Hen of Leeds. Did you guys read about this? No. All right. So in 1806 in Leeds, England, this hen kept laying eggs that had the message, Christ is coming, written on them. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking. 
And, uh, you know, obviously the owner was just waiting for an egg to come out and then riding on the egg Mm -hmm. and showing it to everybody. But that's not true. I don't know. I don't know. What? No, no. Listen, listen. People would actually come and see the hen lay the eggs. And then they would read on the egg that it said Christ is coming. So clearly it was the real deal. (laughs) They saw the egg come out of the chicken's cloaca. Is this a reputable people sort, or are these like his friends sort? <laughs> it was a woman, a woman um, who owned. It was this... just him with a wig on. Oh, her, her <laughs> no, no, it was a woman who owned the chicken, and she invited oh, people to okay. come over and look at it. But um, so it was, it was laying eggs that had Christ is coming already written on the egg. But it turns out that she was writing the messages on the egg no! with acid, and then. Shoving them back oh, in God. the chicken. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, "That's where this is going." That poor chicken. Oh. She put it back in the chicken, and then it would no. lay it in front of people. That so. is an outhole. <laughs> that is exit that, only. That you know, would that convince you guys if you actually saw a chicken lay a egg? woman shoving eggs up a chicken's ass? No, 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 no. To be fair, yeah. when you said other people witnessed it, the first thing I thought was like, please don't let her be shoving chickens back <laughs> up that. I mean, eggs back up that chicken's ass. No, but look, I know uh, you're not a religious man. You're not very gullible either. But Brad, if you went to this lady's house and you saw an egg come out of the chicken, and then you inspected the egg and it said Christ is coming, would you be like? No. Well, something to this. No, Joe, you, you clearly shoved this up this chicken's ass. <laughs> like, it's the only reasonable thing that you could have done here. Everyone's standing around and they're like, <gasps> and Brad's like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking animal. I know what you did. <laughs> oh, that is bad. Did someone catch her shoving it up its ass or did she just come out and be like, all right, guys, you got me? Uh, what? Yeah, I did a bit of research on this lady, and she was a murderer. She got hanged for murder. Um, so I think oh, you so know, this this wasn't recent, then I take it. <laughs> it was eighteen oh six, Brad. Anyway, yeah, what does she... this have to do with uh, Doomsday? Well, the the egg said Christ is coming, and when Christ is coming, so is the Antichrist. They fired off for the end of times, ah, and then that's the end right, of the world. Of course. So she was trying course. to convince people that, you know, it was going to be the end of the world. Right. I thought it was just like a, a cool message, like you see at the front of a church sometimes. Or like a bleeding Mary Christ statue is here, or Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I anyway. thought you were going to say like one day an egg came out and it said, the Antichrist is coming or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this or woman stopped, was the Antichrist, I think. started laying black eggs or something. Mm. Oh, man, that is... Well, yeah, that's maybe if you get some chickens, Lachlan, you can paint the eggs black, shove them back up in shove there. Shove them up there. And then invite some camera crews around. That's a good idea. Social media. Go, let it go viral. Let it go viral. Terrible yeah. fucking idea. Um, no. That poor chicken has been <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> so, what do you guys think are some actually possibly likely doomsday scenarios, if there are Yellowstone super volcano. Yellowstone. Why? That was on an episode of. Um, yeah, it was. I, I didn't they that. say that it was unlikely on the episode though? They <laughs> said that the uh, area said of damage possible. would maybe go as far as. Hang on, I had this written down. Would maybe from Yellowstone would maybe be South Dakota, which is a range of about seven hundred miles. It's gonna so we'll be a safe whole here bunch in of ash into the atmosphere. Yeah, it's gonna black s- out the sun. No. It's gonna no. be like a second ice age. No. When is no this gonna chance. happen, Michael? Huh, who knows? Could happen any time. Could be happening Vol- right now. Volcanoes you are actually unpredictable. think that that's a possibility? 
I think it is possible that the volcano erupts. <laughs> it's a super volcano, Brad. All right, ah, it's not just a so volcano. It's you a just super bang volcano. On super on the front of it, and all of a sudden, it's twice as deadly. It's like when you say super massive black hole. Like it's mm-hmm. not just your everyday black hole. Did it's not just the, a massive black actually, hole. I, yeah, it's probably see the infographic uh, on um, Doomsday Prover said that there's a an annual chance of zero point zero 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 one four percent chance. So you're telling me there's a chance? Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, volcanoes have erupted in the past. Didn't end, end the world, but certainly ended some people's world. You know, yeah, well, it ended, ended ended Pompeii's world, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. About, uh, was it bunch crack, of dudes jerking it in the street. Krakatoa. Krakatoa. Yeah. It was yeah, actually no. it was actually Mount Vesuvius, Brad. Krakatoa. No. Mount Vesuvius. No, 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 no. I was saying Krakatoa was another example. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like destroyed a bunch of islands in the like Polynesian islands or something, didn't it? Yeah, no one cares about that area of the world though. Uh, Well, I care about that pomp that guy from Pompeii who died jacking it like an absolute (laughs) hero. (laughs) I gotta hand it to him. Like he saw the ash coming. He saw the ash coming and he's like, I know what I want to do with my last minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit! I wonder what if he timed it well enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope so for his yeah. sake. Eternal yeah. blue balls, <laughs> in case forever <laughs> should be in a museum. Yeah. Um, okay, Brad. Do you think there are any likely doomsday scenarios? What do you think? Climate change? Do you think nuclear nuclear apocalypse? Nuclear war? I feel like uh, conflict between two superpowers is the most likely, but even then, it's highly unlikely. We don't I'm need not... to worry about it because Trump is brokering peace around the world. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't see like one that got brought up on Doomsday Prophets a lot was hyperinflation, and I just don't see that happening either. Like... Well, Brad, it's already happening. Do you know who's running for president in twenty twenty? Mister Bernie Sanders. Venezuela is a great place, you know. He thinks yeah. he he is, you know. I don't want to get too political, but there are people that are running for president in the United States who are socialists, and they're praising these sort of countries who have had super hyperinflation, like Venezuela. Like, America could, you know, with a fight, obviously, but it could go down the path of something like Venezuela. I just so, hyperinflation doing enough damage in four years. Well, it's not necessarily if they had a would be. It's a runaway, it's a runaway effect, Brad. You it could be. Just... Can't just undo it with the next president. And it could be a slow gradual process. Like a lot of South America's mm-hmm. kind of changed into systems like that over time, rather than being within. Yeah, four and years, what I'm you know? saying is, is the way that I see the US at the moment, it's not. It's going to take a long time if you're going to do it gradually. And in four years, someone's not going to be able to fuck up enough. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be in four years. I just mean if if someone who's like really far left and socialist gets in, and then they implement these policies and they don't work, then you know the there could be a pendulum swing back to you know the center or conservatism. But there could also be people saying, yeah, it's not working because we haven't gone far enough. Like that's how these things kind of gain steam and roll downhill exponentially fast. So I mean, I don't think America's going to fall for that sort of you know going into socialism and yeah. ending up fully which is exactly like what I'm saying yeah, let me but tell it, you exactly it's, it's, it how it happens, happens. alright Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez gets in <laughs> right she becomes president she goes to the mint 
She says, just fucking print so much money. <laughs> Make she it says, rain. don't, Make it don't rain. turn these fucking machines off. I want to see just the lawn out there just covered in Benjamins. In Hamiltons. Yeah. How are we going to pay for that Green New Deal, baby? That's right. That's right. She just starts fucking printing dosh like nothing. And it just becomes, it's the same problem you got in Zimbabwe. It's not worth the paper it's printed on. Yeah, I think that destroys that destroys America's economy, which is one of the biggest economies in the world, and it's just it uh, uh, domino effect from there. Uh, I, I think like someone I think... would assassinate the person in power before that happened. Oh, we can only hope so. Yeah, it doesn't often happen, but... unfortunately. They get very paranoid and guard themselves pretty well, but maybe the Mossad would um, <laughs> protect. Get involved. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's not spend too much time on that. But I think no, 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 I'm just I saying think... I don't see anything. Re- I think a conflict between superpowers, and then what was it? Uh, so- what's the the thing that they have? Um, Solar flare yeah. or something? EMP? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, EMP maybe would also be yeah, like a solar flare maybe because I, I don't know, understand enough about it, but. From what I understand, they can happen, and we do have frequent small ones. It's just solar flares of... happen all the yeah, time. Yeah, we have frequent small ones, but it's all about like a big one lining up and hitting us at the right angle or whatever, and then we could be in a spot of bother. Less likely than the Yellowstone supervolcano. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so my my thoughts are that you know hyperinflation and the collapse of civilization through some sort of um, bad politics is probably the most likely of anything and i mean america is a superpower it's the you know strongest nation on earth at the moment but you know every every great civilization has to come to an end at some point and that's the way i see america coming to an end and obviously that would ripple across the rest of the the planet so i do think that's probably the most likely maybe it won't be apocalyptic and end of civilization stuff hopefully but um you know it could could very well be pretty bad like if you think if exactly what is happening in venezuela now happens in america that would be very bad for americans and also very bad for the rest of the world as well so um probably not likely but i think that's probably the most likely in preparation i'm going to start eating cats and dogs yeah (laughs) (laughs) can't touch myself for the taste (laughs) that sounds good (laughs) um okay so are there any major events that have happened in the world that have made you think, hmm, maybe I should be doing a bit of prep. Maybe I should be prepping. I think here in Australia, we're fairly isolated from a lot of, especially the area that the three of us live. We don't have a lot of natural disasters or anything like that. Yeah, maybe bushfires, but then again, it's not really like if that happens, it's not going to be a surviving after it. It's just going to be like a... Yeah, the whole country would have to burn. Yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole country burns. Isn't That's it? that somewhere. is something though that I think a lot of people don't consider about preppers is it's not always about the end of the world as we know it. It sometimes it's just about uh, you know all the roads in and out of your town are blocked yeah. for two weeks. Like how are you going to get food and water? Sometimes yeah. it's just something like that. Sometimes yeah, there's a bushfire or there's a flood. You need to be able to survive until you can get rescued. Yeah, if there's in America, especially like um, there are places that are on fault lines. There, there could be earthquakes. Yeah, there earthquakes. could be, yeah. Um, yeah, there could be hurricanes and stuff like that. And yeah, it's not about like America is going to collapse as a society. It's more like, yeah, the the place I live, there are hundreds of thousands of people who are in need of emergency services, and they mm-hmm. can't. Um, 
you know, provide for everybody. So if nothing can come in or out, I can't get out, then I need to be able to fend for myself for a, mm. a few weeks or however long. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's that's the smart part about prepping. It's not, you know, oh, the world's about to end. It's like there could be a natural disaster and I need to be prepared to fend for myself for a few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Even the, I think it's the CDC in America, Center for Disease Control, mm-hmm. um, even they recommend that everyone has at least a three-day supply of food and water in their house at all times. Oh, you're thinking three of FEMA. Oh, FEMA, yeah, sorry. Yeah, FEMA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah three-day um, three day supply of food and water. So yeah. that's a government organization recommending that. So yeah. you definitely want to, like, triple or quadruple that. <laughs> yeah, because we all know hopes, how inept the government is. I Look think at the hand of Andrew's fault opens up and just swallows LA. <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's a free tip for everybody if you haven't watched Doomsday Preppers. At the first sign of trouble, put a plug in your bathtub and fill it up with water. Yeah, that is it. When I saw that, I was like, that, that is, is a true genius facts. idea. You just like you need drinking water that's the most important yeah. thing yeah, they sell those special bags that you can even use that fill you up everything you can yeah. you need as much water as possible yeah and um if you don't think of using the bathtub that's a good place to put it um okay so we all agree that prepping is something that's probably a, a good idea on a small scale don't get ridiculous with it but you know be yeah. uh, you know have a few days worth of stuff. I got plenty of canned food. I can fill up my bathtub. It's probably not. I don't have any guns or anything, unfortunately. But I have a baseball bat that I could use to smash heads or something. You know, if I, I had to, swing if that I can. Bad boy, pretty hard. Here's a little tip for anyone who has like a baseball bat or a cricket bat or anything uh, in their home <laughs> for self-defense. Put like a sock or some pantyhose or something over the end. So if you swing it at someone and they grab it. Their hand's just going to slip oh, off with the sock, and you've still got the bat, genius. so you can keep fucking yeah, hitting Lachlan them. is definitely not a prepper. <laughs> I do not own a baseball bat. <laughs> it is not in my shipping container. <laughs> it is can not be, buried can... under six years' worth of canned food supplies. Guys, 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 real talk for a moment. Yeah. When, uh, when my wife and I built this house, I genuinely looked at like the logistics and price of burying a shipping container in the backyard before they built the house. You fucking kill I just think it'd be really fucking cool. <laughs> is that is that how you know that they're not good to bury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going to be way too expensive to reinforce it. You're better off just like building Getting a, a school proper, bus, yeah. Yeah, building <laughs> a proper like bomb shelter. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, there you go. All right. It's definitely not a prepper though. I didn't do it. Did you were you doing it for prepping stuff or Would just you tell as like us a cool you did? sort of underground? Oh, I just like, thought it'd be cool to have like a, a you know like a, a boys' room in there, maybe like a TV. But not as like a stuff. panic room slash bomb shelter, more as a no. Just it's it'd just, just be cool to be like, hey, come out to my games room, and you climb down a fucking hatch in the backyard, and the roof collapsed on you, and you're buried alive. Yeah, that'd be fun. yeah, that's right. <laughs> he wouldn't tell us even if he did bury it, mate. It's Rule number one, isn't it? That would not be very good prepping now, would it? <laughs> you yeah. would fail immediately. Jim, you're yeah. welcome to come dig around my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never find it. It's buried too deep. Uh. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you go to Lachlan's house and start digging, he'll come at you with a, a baseball bat with baseball. a sock. <laughs> <laughs> A sock, a sock that looks white, but it's got a lot of red on it. <laughs> <laughs> a dinted Shit. baseball bat. Um, okay, so maybe we should 
um, wrap this up with everybody's top two, uh, everyone's favorite segment, and then some other people's segment that they enjoy as well. So let's start with um, <laughs> let's start with uh, Morgan's movie review. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. This week, I watched A Quiet Place, 2018. It's a film set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where blind monsters with incredible hearing have laid waste to most of the human population. Now, if you like watching toddlers get killed, then you'll love the opening scene of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing like a kid dying to really grab you and force you to care about a movie. It's a cheap tactic, but it works every time. The film stars Jim Helpert, as, you, as you've never seen him before, <laughs> with a giant beard. It was an odd casting choice for a serious film, and it really ruined the tone when he kept looking at the camera and shrugging. <laughs> this seemed especially inappropriate after his toddler was eaten in the aforementioned opening scene. <laughs> the monsters that ate his kid look like a cross between the alien from Alien and the creatures from the Upside Down in Stranger Things. Their faces open up in this really creepy, gross way, and their disgusting ear holes start vibrating and tingling when they are listening intently for their prey. It's not sexual, but it seems like it is. It looks like a quivering (laughs) butthole or something. It's really gross. (laughs) Don't Google it. It's genuine nightmare fuel, so I guess they did well in that sense. Uh, A Quiet Place is well made, but it simply moves too slowly. It feels like it drags despite its short runtime of only 90 minutes. There is very little dialogue and not much going on in terms of the actual plot. A few creepy scenes and some jump scares may hold your attention, but overall it just didn't really do it for me. 5 out of 10. Wow. That's fair. Have you seen it, Lucky? I haven't, ex- I haven't I have seen, seen it. Movies. I have seen it. I, I enjoyed it, but I agree that it feels like it drags. It feels like it goes for much longer than it actually does. Yeah, I was like, 90-minute movie. I've heard about it, but... It's pretty short, but it didn't yeah. feel short. I remember seeing the trailers and thinking it was a really cool idea. And then... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually hear much about it after. And then, then there was that whole Bird Box thing. Yeah, Bird Box seems concept. like a pretty... Like, not the same, but like kind of a rip-off yeah. that there are these That's monsters more of who... That's more of a horror movie, I think, Bird Box. Um, yeah, I didn't like Bird Box either. I was considering I, reviewing I that, but I wanted to watch A Quiet Place. Um... Yeah, I don't know. The, the The action scenes in it are pretty thrilling, genuinely mm. exciting, but, you know, they're few and far between, and, yeah, it felt a bit cheap with the whole kids dying and kids in danger sort of thing. It's just, like, it's a cheap way to get you to get involved in a movie. And, um, yeah, the, the the monsters were really creepy. Like, when they opened up their faces so they could listen to stuff, it was like, got a fucking puke. It's disgusting. Yeah, Ugh. that was gross. All right, Brad. Oh, that, you, that sounds lovely. <laughs> do you want to do uh, your power rankings this week? If you've done them, did you do yeah. them? Uh, so smashed out. So obviously, I'm hitting you with the power rankings. And in uh, well, it's not obvious our... because you didn't do them last time. Just, <laughs> just... <laughs> I hate you guys so much. All right, Brad. What are your power rankings? Then? Well, in in honor of our Doomsday preferences, I'm going with. Uh, MRE power rankings. So oh. for those of you who aren't in the know, that's meals ready to eat. MRE, and they're handed out by the uh, uh, the military forces. Yeah, that's like the, the ration, rations yeah, aid the in the army and stuff. Yeah, yeah they, they call them MREs. Um, 
So, starting off. Uh, now, this is a short list. It's only three. All right. But there's a special mention. And uh, anyway. Three, two, one. So or one, two, one. I'm going to start. I'm going to go lowest to highest. So, I'm going to go three, two, one. Yes. Sure. All right. So, coming in third is the 1952 Korean War military ration, emergency ration, uh, which the contents include coffee, chicks chewing gum, uh, coconut and apple flavoured cookies, some chocolate, and then not one, but two different types of cigarettes. So, we've got Philip Morris cigarettes, mm. camel cigarettes, and sugar cubes. Nice. So, uh, you know, it's as far as cigarettes are concerned, you, you, you're fucking set. Yeah, and, what uh, chocolate was it? It doesn't say. It did. It wasn't branded. It's funny, actually, because I watched a lot of reviews on MREs, and a lot of them are actually branded, like Hershey's has done some mm. shit, you know. Um, and it does actually come up here. In, in, uh, in our second place getter, nice little transition, is the 1966 Vietnam MCI, which stands for Meal Combat Individual. Uh, and its contents include your, your standards, which is uh, cigarettes, matches, coffee, sugar and peanut butter, pears, and my personal favourite, Oscar Mayer's fried ham in a can. Oh, and nice. it gets the second place on our list because it went above and beyond, which no one else has thought of in any of the MRIs I saw. Toilet paper. So you need that. Mm, I think paper. you'd probably want food a little bit more. I think that I would like to wipe my ass with toilet paper in the jungles of Vietnam. I would... Uh, There's I, so many leaves uh, around. <laughs> Have you ever wiped your ass with a leaf, brother? Ah oh, no, but have I haven't you? been in war, and I'd probably be hungry. So, probably I would take. I, I guarantee you, they would take toilet paper. It's not. It. It's not like a big roll of toilet paper. It's like a folded up. Yeah, like, 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 like a it's flat. It's not, it's not taking up room for, that yeah. food would. Yeah, could exactly. Take. All right, and number one on the list is the 1942 German Wehrmacht MRE, which simply contained Shoka Cola and Attica Sigs. <laughs> So you need. So you need, mate. What more do you need? <laughs> Chocolate. And now, smoke. now, just to, for anyone who's uninformed, you know, uh, Shokar Cola is actually a, is a chocolate made of um, coffee and chocolate, mm-hmm. and it provides a stimulating effect. So basically, in 1942, the German Unified Forces, which is the Wehrmacht, were getting hopped up on stimulant coffee, punching darts. And killing everybody. <laughs> that's how the Blitzkrieg happened. And that's why they were, they were at the height of their power in 1942. I mean, come on. Uh, and our special mention <laughs> goes to the 1944 British Special Forces ration, which contained biscuits and boiled lollies. And I think it's so perfectly British. It's very British. <laughs> Probably had some limes to get rid of all that scurvy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, um, thank you to Steve1989MRE Info for uh, all that information that Brad just stole from your YouTube channel. I was literally just about to do a shout out to Steve1989MRE <laughs> for eating decades old MREs because he doesn't just review them, he eats them. Yeah, dude has eaten he, like 120 year old meat. Yeah, and he doesn't die, which is the most impressive part. Mm. Because like I saw some of the shit he was eating and I was like, oh, I would not. Like he ate stuff even though he knew it was off. Yeah, like, his, his fucked up. videos are really interesting. I actually, yeah. you should go subscribe to his channel if yeah. you have any interest at all in that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I spent a lot of time going through them, and that was some of the ones that I thought were really interesting. Um, I have a lot of opinions on MREs. Well, you're only as... supposed to keep them for five years. Well, yeah, they, like Brad said, they're only supposed to last five years, so they're yeah. not really good as prepper food. Food, yeah, exactly. Um, 
you can like they're they're designed to just take up very little space so mm-hmm. you're better off just like getting bulk food and like freezing it and canning it and stuff and whatever yeah. well some of the new ones are really cool like they come with like power gels and fucking isotonic yeah. sport dreams yeah. and... i think it's really interesting that they used to come with cigarettes like that was yeah. like that was considered like well, a in mandatory... the green war they were giving out fucking double packs of cigarettes yeah. that's fucking sick that was considered a mandatory part of your day-to-day nutrition is cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> and you got um, from morale it's just like yeah, hell definitely. on earth. Do you want to? Yeah, that's the same smoke? reason they included like, uh, you know, lollies and chocolate, chocolate and stuff, yeah. and like like coffee going. as well. Like, no yeah, one needs coffee, but it just. Picks I up. I don't know. Have you seen me when I get up in the morning, Brad? No. <laughs> you don't talk to me till I've had my first coffee. Uh, <laughs> that's what my mug says. Oh my <laughs> fucking god! Uh, interestingly enough, in Australia, it is illegal to possess Australian. Uh, MREs. Really? Yes. So you can have other countries or just no MREs full stuff? Um, it's, I believe it's difficult to import them. You can get them, but it's the same as like, like they're, they're Is it restricted. like, because it's a food, like they're worried about I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is illegal for anyone outside the Australian military to own Australian military wow. rations. What are they going to do? Well, that's right. <laughs> Find your ass and throw you in jail, maybe. <laughs> uh, interesting fact about um, providing food and rations to soldiers is that M&Ms, which I really enjoy, were created for soldiers in World War Two because um, chocolate is obviously will melt and go all gross and stuff. So if, if they're yeah. in like these little casings of their own, oh. then if they melt, they're not going to like... You know, that, yeah, get damaged. So then they, they come. Interesting. Yeah. So um yeah. But they, they weren't expecting them to be popular and people to like them. They're just like, this is a a good way they're to get chocolate not, to people. They're delicious. But they're amazing. I love them. It's a good way for me to get chocolate into my stomach. And that's why I always say <laughs> World War Two was a good thing. Because we got <laughs> M and M's out of it. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh, there's like six million Jews who probably disagree. Well, they can't disagree now, can they? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I guess they like M and M's too. They would have. <laughs> they would have. Oh. Uh, okay, so I think that's uh, that's probably it. Do we have any final thoughts about prepping? You know, do you have any anything you want to say to preppers? Anything you want to say to the general population as a prepper yourself, Lachlan? Uh. Don't come to my house when the world ends. <laughs> uh, Is that because you'll find nothing? That's right. There's nothing here to be <laughs> plundered. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's a good idea to be prepped to a certain extent, but don't uh, ruin your life or your kid's life by obsessing over it and being paranoid. And, you know, if the apocalypse really happens, maybe you actually don't even want to survive, really. Have you seen yeah. The Walking Dead? I don't want to live in that world. I think I think the whole point of The Walking Dead is to say the people that died on day one, they were the lucky ones. You don't want to live. They were the lucky ones. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. All right. Don't prep. I would just I'd get ready that. to die. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes and any other podcast platform of your preference. And uh, if you have an iTunes account, just jump over there, give us a give us a rating, leave us a review. That really helps us out. 
and uh, we'll take see you easy. next time. Thank you. Yeah, see you next time.